What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. And spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about a game today that I, I very much love, but we'll get to that in a second. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined across, across the power of the internet by my co-host, Rachel Mogan. Buongiorno. Buongiorno to you as well. How are you this fine day? I'm doing fine indeed. I recently went to the chiropractor oh. for the first time ever to Ooh, get my adventures. old janky neck looked at and wouldn't you know what i feel pretty (laughs) loosey-goosey it's almost like it's a good service (laughs) (laughs) all that gaming all this podcasting hunch it over like gamer rage (laughs) 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 that's true well it's good to go get that stuff taken care of so you feel good you feel great that's good to hear but uh yeah so team chat podcast we are a weekly video game show where like I said, we talk about games and new episodes come out on Tuesday mornings. Usually not this morning, this week, this week we ran into, we just had to space it out because we're, I'm going to be talking about my first impressions of the last of us part two. And I wanted to have as much time over the weekend to play it and then work out busy on Monday. Couldn't get around to it, but we're here. We're still getting you this week, this weekly content out there for you to enjoy. But normally it would be Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Central when those episodes go out. You can find us on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen also to the episodes on podcast services around the World Wide Web as well as watch a video version of each episode over on our YouTube channel. You can join our Discord server where we talk about a lot of fun gaming things and things outside of gaming when we're not on here talking, uh, recording the show. Also, this is normally where I would pitch our Patreon, but uh, for the next few months, and as part of our efforts to help with the Black Lives Matter movement and the fight against ra- the fight against racial injustice and for racial equity in this country, we are uh, donating 100% of our Patreon proceeds to Black Lives Matter or other similar charities or organizations who we feel like uh, we want, we would like to support. And so uh, want, like I said, hundred percent of our Patreon funds for are going there. And we are also uh, please, we have it in the descriptions and everything for our episodes with links directly to black lives matter and places where you can donate. So please check that out. Please donate if you have not already, and please help in this movement and this fight. It is very, very important. We are very important and critical time in our country. And we need to just make sure that this goes the right way and this this fight is is one and we can put this terrible stain behind us. So uh, please, if you have not done so already, please support Black Lives Matter. Please support or any charity organization of your choice. Uh, but for us right now, we are donating 100% of our Patreon proceeds to that. Um, but if you would like to help make the show bigger and better as well, you can still contribute to our Patreon. Just know that's where the money is going for the next few months. And also, though, you can leave us written reviews or tell your friends in person. Write a, write a review on our Facebook or anything like that. Uh, and, you know, all that stuff helps make the, gets the show out there, makes it bigger and better and all that stuff as well. And we are very thankful to all of our patrons and all of our and all of our listeners all around the world. Thank you very much. Heart emoji. I can say all around the world because, you know, I look at our metrics and we have listeners literally all around the world. It's great to we see. We do. We're it's so really popular. Cool. I know, right? Because we speak so many different languages. <laughs> Just the one. <laughs> Just the one. Well, technically, <laughs> you speak too. You can you can speak. A, you're you're knowledgeable in Spanish and stuff. A like little that. bit, but I, I was actually going to say that the language of the gamer is universal. So I was going to make there a we much go. There we go. Lamer non joke. It's like the uh, what is it? Music is a universal language. Games are a universal language. Boo. There we go. Yeah, it's, boo it's music. It's all about the games. <laughs> uh, but before we get into the main topic of the day, talking about that sweet, sweet Last of Us Part Two, we got to get a little bit of news in our moment with Bogan. Okay, we are going to do the tiniest bit of backtracking and then straight into the now in the future. Boom. So on June 23rd, all of the following came out. Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary Edition World Tour. God, for the Switch? <laughs> Don't <laughs> no worry idea. about it. Um, a much nicer sounding game that I definitely want to play. Pokemon Cafe Mix came out for Switch, iOS, and Android. Uh, I think that that's a game where you're basically making like cafe treats for Pokemon. How fun does that sound? That sounds fun. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Star Wars Episode One colon Racer for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. Tower of Time for PlayStation 4. And then on June 24th, Ninjala for the Nintendo Switch came out. As of this episode's air date on June 25th, Blair Witch for the Nintendo Switch. They should have called it Blair Switch. What a missed opportunity. (laughs) Wow. That really is. (laughs) Anyways, I'm going to call it Blair Switch. You should. You should. That's how you should only refer to it. (laughs) Blair Switch is out now. Uh, So is Crying Sons for iOS and Android. 
Phantom Covert Ops is out for Rift and Quest. So that's Oculus Rift and Quest. So uh, VR or whatever. The Almost Gone is out now for Switch, PC, iOS, and Android. So is Tower of Time for the Switch. Coming very soon later this week on June 26, we have Fairy Tale. That's like the anime. So it's mm. Fairy and then Tale is T-A-I-L for PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. An anime I have never watched. No idea what the game is about. Uh, Seven Doors is out for PC on June 26 as well. Tower of Time (laughs) apparently has a one-day delay between when it comes to Switch and when it comes to Xbox One. So if you're really looking forward to Tower of Time, that's out for Xbox One on June 26. Yes, Your Grace for Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. And then on June 30th, rounding out the end of a game-packed month, uh, Hunting Simulator 2 for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, and The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3 for the Nintendo Switch are also out. More games came out this month than I think in the entirety of Q1 of this year. Yeah, there were a lot. I I, I was like, man, that's a banger of a game to go out on if Hunting Simulator 2 is the one we had on. But then you added (laughs) the the other one. I like that it doesn't really describe at all what you're hunting. It's just nondescript hunting. That could be anything. Hunting Simulator. I know. You could be Hunting Man, Uh the most dangerous game. Maybe there's like a special mode hidden in there. Who knows? But, I know. think there is. Uh, I actually today, since it is Tuesday, the 23rd, when it came out, I did actually just purchase and, and download the Star Wars racer uh, for the Switch. Oh, nice. So I know I'm, you were really excited. Oh, about I'm that. so excited about it. So I'll be uh, I'll be wrapping up this recording and then probably trying to get in a few races and everything. The one thing I think I think I love about that game. I mean, it's a it's an incredibly fun racing game, obviously set in the Star Wars universe where you pilot pod racers. But the one thing I've always loved about that game. How are you familiar? How familiar are you with uh, episode one? Is that like, the one who- with youngest Anakin Skywalker? Yeah. Worst child actor on planet Earth ever yes. in history. Yes, yeah, not, I am familiar with that um, that movie. Okay, that masterpiece. <laughs> but uh, it is a masterpiece. Don't don't say anything different. But, uh, <laughs> I but, won't. Jar Jar Binks is my favorite <laughs> Star Wars character. Was he even in that one? Yeah, he is. Wait, are you oh, being serious? Gotcha. No, I couldn't remember if he came in in episode two. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I just, all I remember of episode one is Darth Maul looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Anakin sucked. And Amidala's outfits were an incredible. Oh, yeah. I, they're great. I rewatch those movies just for her outfits. They're all bangers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but I was more referring, Are you were you serious that Jar Jar is your favorite character? No, obviously. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I learned something new. Uh, but no, one of my favorite things. So the character in uh, episode one, Watto, who is the, who is Anakin's own, Anakin's owner and Anakin's mother's owner. Uh, he pops up in this game because you can like buy parts and everything from his shop. But when you're in just like the pre race lobby and kind of like messing around, looking at the different pod racers and everything that you can play, he is in the background kind of like, do, do, doing the um cantina band song from the from oh, uh, episode cute. four and he has this like really rough gravelly voice so he's just like <laughs> and it's amazing and i love it so much just so fun to listen to um, i like to think that that makes it canon that that band can only play one song yeah and that they've just been playing it at the cantina for eighty thousand light years i don't know how they measure time in star wars have you seen the uh have you seen the meme too that's like uh, to my like it's I've seen it posted a couple different places, but it's like my sex playlist and it's just Cantina band on repeat <laughs> over and over and over again. I've seen that one. <laughs> Gamer uh, people these days. Makes me laugh every single time I see it. But no, so I'm oh really excited boy. to get into to episode one racer and because it should be uh it has I'm pretty sure it should be able to do multiplayer and stuff like that. So like being able yeah, to do like gonna, online races and stuff like that will be if it's awesome. gonna have online multiplayer, I might wait, what's it for? What's Switch or PS4? I got it on Switch. Switch or PS4. Though, because I want to I know be able to I take just told you what it's for, but I already lost it. There were a lot of games coming out today. You know, it's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh but no, it's only fifteen bucks though. So if you do ever want to pick it up, it'd be it's, it's only fifteen dollars. Super, super fun time. Okay. Yeah. Well then, uh, there was also some other gigantic news yes. in in the world of not just gaming but in streaming specifically that just it caught I think almost everyone by surprise, mm-hmm. including some big name partners. Uh, so Microsoft just announced this past Monday that they are giving up on their streaming platform Mixer. 
They are dissolving Mixer. Um, it's going to be officially shut down on, I believe, July 22nd. Uh, and they are instead going to partner. Uh, they've already partnered with and they will be redirecting their streaming to Facebook Gaming, mm-hmm. uh, of all things, which kind of shocked both you and I. But friend of the show and streamer extraordinaire Fuchsia Rascal did point out to us in Discord that actually Facebook Gaming uh, takes up 20% of all of the internet's streaming platform. I was very surprised by that. Wait, that's so shocking to me. I just, because, wh- how? <laughs> yeah, I always see like Facebook gaming pop up in the on like the sidebar and everything, or it'll try to like get me to watch somebody stream. And I'm like, no, why would I watch just, that? Just like, no, get I'm out gonna, of here. Yeah, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go to Twitch. So, <laughs> you know, this, this comes uh, further down the line from some big name uh, streamers switching to Mixer. For example, Ninja and Shroud both had previously signed exclusive deals with Mixer for, you know, the foreseeable future. So for Mixer to not be buoyed up enough by those signings and for those giant streamers to not be able to bring enough business onto their platform, it's just really surprising that Mm -hmm. it it wasn't enough to maintain the service. So uh, yeah, Mixer's being dissolved. Nobody was really told outside of a very select group of people. Mm-hmm. And this is really going to suck for both medium and smaller streamers who are now going to have to scramble to move their platform somewhere else. And, you know, along the way, they're going to encounter all kinds of problems. Naming rights? What if your name on Mixer is taken on Twitch? Mm-hmm. Uh, what about branding? There's just all kinds of implications about this in addition to you're going to have to move all of your community to a new platform. Right. And there's a very good likelihood that you're going to lose a lot of viewers in that process. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, it, it looks like a disaster to me. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of, it's kind of weird to me too, because it's like, I understand that like in, you know, everybody's trying to find their own, a new streaming platform. Everybody's, you know, we have Twitch, we've got YouTube gaming, Facebook gaming, Mixer, and then, maybe a couple others that I'm, that I'm not even thinking of, but it's like, you're spreading it across so much. So it's, it's obvious that there are going to be the winners and the losers in this, in this fight. But I'm, am surprised to an extent that it is Microsoft. Who's the loser in this category and that not weren't able to make it work, especially because they have been doing so much to build up this, like, you know, Xbox as not just a gaming platform, but just like an entertainment platform with in you know obviously focused on gaming with all the different new like x cloud streaming all these other things the game pass ultimate game pass all this different stuff that they have but at the same time that also is then shocking that they would be apparently handle it so poorly with not letting people know like why was there not a, and so and it's the july 22nd right is when it's sh- is when they'll be shutting it down yes i am pretty sure about that let me fact check myself yes july 22 okay so it's like we had, I guess that was the 22nd one that came out. So they kind of said a month, but like, still like we're not big time streamers. So like, we, you know, we, we stream and get like, I had five people, six people watching last when I replayed the last of us a couple weeks ago. And you know, obviously oh, we're that's, still affiliates. We're still, still affiliates. I actually need to finish filling that out. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't stream for like forever. So I didn't see. So, but now that we're kicking it up more, I will. Oh, um, but, uh, but still, it's just like, we're, you know, we're small potatoes. Like if that happened to us, we'd be like, okay, fine. We'll pick up and move somewhere yeah, else. It wouldn't be that bad for us to move because we are so very small, but, but if for it's, anybody with a more established community, this is devastating. Well, and people who rely on it as their livelihood. Oh like, yeah. Even more so devastating. Un- like, unbelievably bad. Had the carpet pulled out from under him. And so it's, it's been kind of, it's, that's been the thing that I'm like, that's an odd move Microsoft to like kind of pull that. I kind of didn't feel like Microsoft would do that. They've, they've been so, I mean, I understand they're a big company. Companies are companies and not people uh, kind of thing, you know, and not necessarily meaning that means they're going to treat everybody right. But still, I was just kind of surprised that they have seemed to have the track record of not, behaving in such a way and to then kind of do this is like what what are you doing and then it's just a surprising thing to see that they went with facebook is where they decided to go yeah actually there's a couple of numbers here that i think are really interesting for comparison so in the month of april to give you an idea of how disparate uh the gap between mixer and other streaming platforms was in april of this year uh, viewers collectively watched about 37 million hours of gaming content on Mixer. Mm-hmm. Compare so that's 37 million. Compare that to Twitch's 1.5 billion and YouTube's 461 million. 
So there were hundreds, and in some cases, hundreds of thousands of just these gigantic canyons between mm. it, between Mixer and its competitors. So looking at these numbers, it's not shocking that they did shut down, uh, but it is surprising that the timeline is so short and that the announcement, you know, at least to us, feels very sudden. Right. Because it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't know all the business behind it and, and everything and why Facebook was the was the place they would go. But you'd think they would combine with YouTube gaming or something. Or maybe that's that's weird. I don't know. I don't I don't know how all that goes. But like you, it's maybe YouTube gaming was like, no, we don't want you. But still, it's just like. I don't know. It was shocking to me to hear all this stuff and then even more so shocking to see that they were just li- li- hanging so many people out to dry. Yeah. Thankfully, though, I mean, thankfully, in quotes, they do have a month. So like, but I know that's also not very much time. Like if these last few months with all this, like I keep feeling like we blink and it's like another month of being you know, in quarantine has gone by. So, I mean, that like that's not a ton of time either to especially to reestablish yourself and get yourself set up correctly, set up on a new platform. But hopefully people will be able to make the moves that they need to and be able to get set up and not and that this hopefully won't affect them too negatively. But not yeah. a great not a great deal. Not and not a great look. I would say for Microsoft, but all right, it's time to talk about some last of us part two. Now I'm just going to let everybody know that this is my first impressions of the game. So I'm not going to get, I'm not going into the full story. I haven't even finished the game yet. So I'm, I'm 10, 11 ish hours, roughly into the game so far. Um, but I'm not, so I'm not going to be hitting on story beats. I'm just going to be mostly talking about mechanics, maybe some intro story things that are, that I've really liked or really, uh, really enjoyed seeing, but I'm going to avoid story spoilers. If I think in the course of this discussion, something comes up and I'm like, okay, I want to talk about this, but it might be kind of spoilery. I will let you all know. I will give fair warning. I will try not to just blurt out things because I would feel terrible if I, if I ruined the experience for anybody, but just so you know, we're talking about last was part two. Take that with a wheel, you know, just, be careful with your ears. But yeah, uh, and, and full disclosure for everybody else, this is Jarrett's first impressions. I do not own the game and I have not started playing it at all yet. So I'm just kind of praying that once Jarrett finishes it, he'll let me borrow his copy. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll hook you but up. Anyway, so I will have many questions, but very little to provide <laughs> in terms of informed commentary. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. But you know. Um, but then, so yeah, once we, I actually do finish the game and all that stuff, we'll circle back around, do a big full review and all that jazz where we will talk about story spoilers. And I guess spoiler cast is the technical term for all that stuff, but that's coming on young people. That's coming on down down the line. (laughs) I guess that's really only kind of funny who I see call it spoiler cast, but who knows? Um, all right. But anyway, so last was part two, uh, as you all know, developed by Naughty Dog, directed by Neil Druckmann. And uh, starring Troy Baker, Ashley Johnson, and Laura Bailey. And so this this game picks up. So this is where I'm, I'm even kind of like, how much do I want to say? Even like where it picks up and everything like that. Um, well, okay. Everybody knows that Ellie is, Ellie is 19. So it's, it's uh, five years after the events of Last of Us Part 1. And so the, ver- the big thing I guess I'll start off by saying is that having just replayed the first game, on stream and everything. And then, and being like, man, this game looks really good. Like I know it came out 2013 and it is technically the remaster that came out in 2014 that I was playing, but I was like, this game still looks really good. It holds up, you know, it, the graphics look good. There's, it's got some pretty scenery. It's, it plays well, little jankiness in the controls more so than I remember just like kind of some awkwardness with moving and like switching weapons and different things like that. But overall a solid, fantastic game, you know, and obviously so because I rank it as my number one, but then moving immediately after that, and then like two days later, starting Last of Us Part Two, Mogan, it is insane how it's good everything this, you had hoped for. How good this game is! How beautiful this game is! How seamlessly it plays! And uh, you know how we were talking last week about when or or last last episode when we were talking about the PS Five, and we were t- I said that like, hey, maybe we'll get rid of of load screens. Like the load screen is when you start it and when you, and when you, and when you die and have to reload. And even then that is a like 10 seconds. It's so optimized and it runs so well, even on like a base model PS4. Now I will say it is loud 
My PS4, not the game. Oh, <laughs> it's running. It's running heavy. Uh, trying really to trying to handle it, but it's it's handling it well. I was just uh, talking with my buddy Kyle, and he was, and I told him, I was like, I've been playing for ten hours. I haven't seen a single glitch. I haven't seen a single bug. Like it's just perfection in te- in technical in the technical sense because of just how much attention to detail you can see that they gave the game, which you know, rightfully so, in the case that it's was, you know, what is it? 20. I always forget when it was actually announced, but like, it's been like three, four, three ish years since it was announced. And oh, I guess four, I think technically, uh, I gotta look now. Cause that's going to drive me crazy. If I don't know when it was, I'll figure it out later. But anyway, uh, so it's been a while since it was announced. And so we've been sitting on it and, you know, and, and all this time, but then we had the delays and everything like that because they were like, we want to keep we want to keep polishing. We want to keep refining it. And like it holds it, it holds true to that quote about, you know, a rushed game is bad and a good in a delayed game is eventually good kind of thing. And it's just like, it's so good in, in all, in all cases, the story has been fantastic as well. The acting has been top notch and just everybody's putting out incredible performances, but just, Oh man, I, I don't even know like where, like where to begin talking about the excellence that I've, that it's been so far. Um, the big things I notice is just the, the jankiness of controls and everything. And like some of the movement that I noticed in the first, in the first game has been taken away. It feels so much smoother and moving around and they made some good adjustments too. Like now there is like a quick weapon swap button. You can just hit R one and it'll swap uh, switch through your weapons real quick before you had to always drop to your knee, pull, uh, you know, uh, sort through the, the menu that the pop-up menu that had your weapons, pick the, which one, if you had to like, and all this stuff, this one is now, whichever weapons you have selected as your main ones, you can just hit R1 and just cycles through them real quick, which is so That's nice. much better. Much what better. A nice improvement. Now you do have to go into the menu though, still like in the old game. And if you say you have your bow and you want to switch it in the slot that the hunting rifle is, cause you want to have your hunting rifle and a shotgun or something like that. You still have to go in and like hit hold square, and then re- select it to like drop it into the equip slot and all that stuff. But once it's equipped and you have the weapons that you have in your equip slots, yeah, hit that R1. That one's super nice. There are so more new, so many more ways to move around and to travel. Uh, you know, you had a couple parts in last was part one where you are able to ride on a horseback and all that stuff. You could do that a little bit in this one too, as we've seen in trailers and everything like that. Uh, but there are some new things. Like the big thing I think that was kind of, oh, wow, that's cool. And the last was part one was there would be these parts where you would have to cross some water. In the first game, Ellie can't swim. Joel kid, Joel can. And so he would jump in, usually try to find like a pallet or something for Ellie that he would then push over to Ellie. Ellie would sit on it and you move around. There was a lot of that in, in the first game. This one though, you have like the big new thing that they really added in was like ropes and how you can like climb ropes. I thought you were just going to say that the big new thing was that Ellie finally learned to swim. <laughs> she does. <laughs> but, slight spoiler. Sorry, but yes, she, she knows how to swim. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah. So, but now the big thing is like these ropes that you can either find that, you know, you can climb up the rope, you can find a rope coiled up on the ground or like an old cable or something like that. And you can even throw it up over something to then create something for you to swing around. And that's one of the things too, that, as a non-programmer, non-video game developer, non-animator, something that went over my head, I was like, oh, this looks really cool. But I recently discovered a thread and there's a Polygon article that you can go read that you can go read on this too. I started reading it, but then realized they were going to start referencing some things I hadn't got to yet. So I stopped. But, um, but it basically is talking about the technical achievement that the ropes and cable system is in this game. Because like there's these parts where you'll have to unlock some gates. I'm being vague on purpose. I'm not going to give details, but you have to unlock these gates and you do that by uh, plugging in a power cord into a generator kind of thing. But the power cords usually some ways are on other places. So you have to go find where it is, bring it over, plug it in and all that stuff. But you can totally take this cord and like Ellie will roll it up in her hands and it moves smoothly. And even, and it's, you know, it's all out of control and jangly like a, like a rope or a cable would be, as you would assume as you're, especially as you're rolling it up in your hands, but, at, but it never like seems to clip and it never seems to, uh, you know, have that thing where it, like it goes through Ellie's arm or, or like her shirt or her shirt, like shows up through it or anything like that. You can throw it 
and it'll respond to anything it hits, anything its way. It will get caught on things like chairs or boxes, or even like if you throw it through a broken window and you, you know, in this, in this article, it has a, uh, a video that uh, someone shared on Twitter of Ellie carrying this and then just like throwing this cable around to show all the different ways you can do it. It's incredible how clean it looks and just how, again, it's something that I didn't necessarily click with me once I saw it, but then now I'm seeing like these that everybody's freaking out about it and I went and watched this video. I'm like, oh yeah, because they this person was showing off more than it was doing than even I had done in my playthrough. I was just like, okay, so I got to get this cable here. Okay, cool. Boom, plug it in. I'm good. I don't need this anymore, right? Okay, cool. I can move on. But they were just really showing everything that it could do and it's incredible how cleanly it does it. Um, there's a ton more exploration that you can do in this game. Like it is very much like the first game in the sense that it is more of a linear, it's not open world by any means. You definitely have like a linear path you're supposed to follow, but they give you more options on how you can follow that path. So this one I will say is a little, little more, it's farther, it's a few hours in to the game. I won't, I won't be very, you know, again, I'll be vague, but you have, you're basically exploring a city and you get to the downtown area and you find them before you got to that area, you find a map like a tour, an old tourist map, basically. And as you go through, you'll there, are, you'll know that there are certain buildings you have to go find. But then as you go through others and you see these places for like checking for supplies and stuff like that, you can then or you pick up, say, a piece of paper that references a building that might have supplies. Ellie will then mark it on her map and then you can pull up that map and kind of see where you're at and go find it. Obviously, like a map normally does, but that's something that wasn't in the first game at all. So it's a lot of these things that just kind of built out more of the world. And then too, like you may have a path and a direction you need to go, but you have a couple different ways you can go about it. You're still contained in this linear direction that you need to go, but it's not so much like there's a path over there. I need to walk down that path to get to where I need to go. You could be three paths and either one will take you there or be able to lead back to around so you can explore the other paths as well. But there's a ton more exploration and stuff like that in this game than the first. Um, man, let's see where else do I want to go with this? Uh, like I said, the, 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 the loading of it, the, uh, like the load times and everything are great. It, it plays incredibly well. It does some really fun things uh, too. Um, Again, we know this from the reveal trailer that Ellie did learn to play guitar. So there are these moments in the game where Ellie does play guitar, but it actually makes use of the touchpad on the PS on the DualShock. Because what it does is it pulls up like a little radial menu, little circle menu, and has notes on it that you can then move your right stick to to point at that. And then you strum the guitar by rubbing your finger or thumb up the touchpad, up or down the touchpad on the DualShock. And so then you'll do like a couple notes and everything, and then it'll take you into Ellie actually playing the rest of the song. But it's still just like... Really nice to know that after the lifetime of the PS4, that they finally, they finally found did something. one kind of stupid... <laughs> No, it's great. That damn touchpad in there. They do it really well. Like it oh, is kind man. of a kind of a weird, like kitschy thing. You're like, oh, okay, cool. They that they added this in. That's but funny. how they how they do blend it into the story <laughs> moments is very is very well done. And then you can go back to those guitars late to the guitar later, and you can pick it up and practice where you can't just play whatever you want. But if it's going in the story of the the direction of the story, you know, you play a few notes, then Ellie takes over and all this. And it's it's just a really fun little thing. But let's see, what else do we have going on here for us? Um, the stealth seems so much, I will say this, I'm playing it on hard. Uh, I played the, the first game on normal, I think both times I played through it. This one I'm playing on hard because I was just like, okay, I just played the first game. I'm familiar with how this game should be going. I think oh, I can, no. I, I, yeah, I know. I could be totally, you know, overestimating my abilities at this game. But so far, I mean, I'm 12 hours in. Actually, where I'm at right now is the first place I actually hit where I'm like, oh, this is hard. <laughs> I'm having, like dying multiple times and everything like that. Um, but it's it's just, um, oh, I lost where I was going. What was I saying? Sorry. I got, <laughs> uh, you were saying that. Oh, I'm playing it on hard. There um, we go. I just, so, all I could think about was the guitar and the touchpad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah, very, very but um, but no, so I'm playing it on hard. And the big thing about that is the harder the game gets and the more you play the game 
and every or the harder difficulty levels one of the things not only like enemy damage does more and stuff like that resources and ammo and stuff like that are harder to find crafting of supplies and things like that which i think honestly makes the game better because that i'm having to be because it's forcing me to be more selective and even in what i was in my first in my first playthroughs of the last was part one because last was part one i would hit a hard spot and i'd be like okay i don't mind like chucking both my molotovs here or using my flamethrower because i know that in the next area i'm probably going to find something to replenish it if i don't that's no big deal because i'm going to be able to find you know i have ammo from all my other weapons or i have some other equipment that i can use to to take care of this but this one i find myself really having to think about what I'm going to do because I'll be run up in front of a room of, you know, of the infected and stuff like that. And I'm like, there's five of them in here. I have two bullets across both my guns. What am I going to do? You know? So it's like a lot of just like how, what do I try to go through here and avoid it all and avoid them all? Do I try to pick up how many bottles or bricks do I have laying around at my disposal? Do I have a melee weapon I could use? Could I, you know, can I, find some stuff to craft bombs or Molotovs, different things like that. It just makes every encounter, you have to think about it so critically. And then even then though, they did give you a little bit, another big change in that, that gives you a little bit of an edge that you can work around with is they did kind of rework the melee combat system. In that, there is actually a way to dodge attacks, which is nice. It wasn't before. No, I mean, you had to run basically, make distance, and then you could like, punch back and everything like that. But if somebody hit you, you couldn't like, there wasn't like a quick dodge or something like that you could do to get out of the way. This one, it does. You just hit L1 whenever like infected or somebody swings at you. Obviously it doesn't work with bullets. It's not like you're out there being Neo dodging bullets all over the place. But still though, with um, melee attacks, especially it's just a nice, but, but doing that has the added benefit of not only giving you another way for you to be able to have these attacks and to, and to face combat, giving melee a bit more usability than it did in the last game, it also adds for and makes for some incredibly cinematic fights. Like uh, there's this one part earlier on in the game where you're where you're fighting a whole bunch of infected, and you're just in this small room, and there's way more of them than there are you. And you know, obviously, some of the runners, the most basic infected kind, they're fast and they move really quick. But then there are also some clickers, which are the ones that only find you by sound, but they're one hit kills. If they if they hit you once, you're dead. And so it's a lot going on. And so especially when you start getting swarmed, you could just do these moves where like you're dodging attacks, blasting somebody with a with your pistol or something like that, then running away, hacking at somebody with your melee weapon, and then just all these dodging, it just really made it seem way more not choreographed, but just way fluid. fluid, Thank you. And everything. And just how still seamlessly well the game handled it. And you could just throw anything at it and it's going to take it like a champ. Uh, And so it's just been so fun to see how you can combine all the different elements at your disposal to, to get you through the areas. Um, And because of that too, when you're like really low on ammo or resources and you have to be super stealthy, it, is intense and you're just like i don't oh just like the wrong action is gonna you know make you get killed and you're gonna have to do things all over again uh but it's it's just been fantastic in that way they added uh some new upgrades and things like that for your weapons and they also changed out uh some of the way that they handle your skill tree like before in the first game you would find pills that you could then unlock to give you like more health and stuff like that that is still the case in part two You have pills that you find and collect throughout the world. But then now how this goes. Oh, and then in the first game, you would find training manuals, which would uh, directly affect, like, say, a bomb. It would make the bomb's blast radius 20% more. This one is different because it has unlockable skill trees where you still collect the pills and everything, the supplements, I guess. Uh, You still collect those, but you would then have to find training manuals throughout the world to then unlock the next tree. So it's not like you fill it up. You co- you completely get all the upgrades in one tree and then it's like, cool, you got those. Here's the next one. You have to find these training manuals, which then leads me to think there is the possibility if you don't find the training manuals, you could not unlock a, a whole skill tree, which yeah, is. Yeah, I like. Are, are they typically kind of harder to find or are they in places that you would naturally come across them? With how much extra exploration is in this game, I'm not honestly sure. 
because I think like maybe the first one you would find, I can't remember where I, where I found the first one, but I feel like that one was more natural, but I've definitely found a couple that I'm like, I could have gone past this. So that's pretty interesting. It's, it's kind of interesting. That they, yeah. Well, again, it, especially on the harder, I mean, on the harder modes in this hard mode, I am checking literally everywhere for parts to see what I can, what to see what I can find. Cause I think, cause it literally feels that important, which is good because then I get to fully explore this area in the game and see what it all has to offer. But it's still, it's just like at, at points I have found myself being a little bit like, this is a little tedious. I will say having to do all that, but it's more, not because I feel like the game is forcing me to do it. I feel like I'm forcing myself to do it. I feel like I could oh. skip a couple places and be okay and not that. And like, if I left one building un, uh, unsearched, it'd be fine. But I feel like I have to search them because who knows what I'm going to come across next. And some of the encounters that I've run into, I'm like, damn, I needed everything I had. Or, you know, or if I wouldn't have had this, what that was one of the things I was talking about with Kyle, actually, because he picked it up and was playing it too, is he's just like, I had, uh, he's like, I've used the, I had to use the shotgun in a fight and it made me so sad that I had to use it because like, that's how sparse ammo. <laughs> yeah. That's how sparse the ammo is for a shotgun. I'm like, Oh yeah, me too. It's last ditch effort. If I absolutely have to, I'm pulling out the shotgun, but it's not what I'm just running into a room and be like, let's go. You know, it's, it's last ditch effort. Uh, let's see. Uh, just more on the, Oh, it does have nice little touches too. Like when you find the, the workbenches, what like you could in the first game to upgrade your weapons and things like that. It has a nice little touch. Like it will show you how much the upgrade costs, but then it will show how many parts you have left and just some things like that. So it's easier to be like, okay, so how can I manage what I have and pick and choose and do different things like this? Um, the one cool thing too, that is also, I remember when I was playing part one, Brandon actually asked me in, in chat or, or wondered aloud. I don't remember if he asked, but like just said, he's like, that'd be really cool if you could like figure out a way to be able to, make the enemies that like the enemies fight against each other. Well, guess what oh. you can. And it's interesting. I used it to great effect once and I was so proud of myself. It was like one of my probably like prouder gamer moments. Cause I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. There are so many enemies in this part and I was able to like figure out a way to bait it. And it just worked out so well, but it was also okay. one of the how most do what? Did you get a trophy for that? No, not a trophy. Unfortunately. Oh. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm actually honestly surprised speaking of like how few trophies compared to the first game there are, but mm. there's, it's still going to be a hard platinum because they are like, uh, a lot of collectible based things, gotcha. which is kind of whatever, but still it's, uh, but still there's a lot It's it's, it would be a hard one to, pl to platinum for sure. Uh, but no, so that, that, that part though, where I did that was just like, is super intense and it had one of the best, some of the best lighting and lighting effects that I've seen in the game in this one area, how well it was done. I, I feel like you've seen it in trailers, but I'm going to go ahead and just say Probably. spoiler, spoiler thing, just in case you don't want to know about this one part, but it's basically you're in an, un, so I'm saying it now, spoilers, be safe, everyone close your ears for just a couple seconds. I keep this brief, but you're in this underground area and it's lit up with red flares. So it's all completely Ooh. dark except for these red flares. And you just like, obviously the closer you get to these flares, it's super bright and around you, but it just like the red glow and the eeriness that the shadows and the lighting plays on the enemies that are in this part. Oh my God. I was just like, it added so much terror just in that in itself, the lighting. I'm it getting was, spooked just sitting here. It was, Oh God, it was good. And there've just been so many moments like that, that I don't even know if I can necessarily say this is what was fantastic about it but just so many moments of this is amazing. And I love that this, that this is how they handle it. This, I love that this is the way to do it. Um, one other big kind of thing I, is that I will say is a spoiler just because it was such a, Oh shit moment for me when I was playing. So again, block your ears, but they actually, you actually have to encounter and have to either run away or battle hordes of the infected, which you didn't have to do in the first one, you would like come across a room where there would be like five or six in there and maybe new ones would come in. But this one legit has like, there are a hundred more and you have to just gonna ask what defines a ass. 
to get away. Yeah. And which created some truly, and it's what whole thing you're running and like somebody pop, they like another group pops out to your left and you have to run right. And, but then that is where I really thought that what I said earlier about the, um, not as linear of a path really showed to me because they would come to your left, but then you would have a couple, you didn't have just, Oh, here's the path to the right. I could go. You had, here's a couple different ways to the right or the left. I could go then, you know, maybe I could get some more cover if I ran behind this truck. Um, which brings up another thing that you can do in this one that you couldn't do in the first game. And they show this off in the uh, first gameplay reveal that they did at E3 2018, I believe, which is that you can now crawl under like beds, trucks, you can go prone. You couldn't go prone before, uh, but you can crawl like under trucks to hide or you can crawl under. I actually had a moment where I was being hunted in by some of the human NPCs. Uh, and I had, I like crawled under a bed and tried to hide. Now, when you do that, when you go under something and you're lying flat, do you switch into first person perspective? <clears throat> the camera like pulls up still third, but like, it's just like from your side, I can't really show it oh, off that well, okay. but it's like to gotcha. your side, it's obviously like much closer in and everything like that. Yeah. So you feel like you're under the bed, but Interesting. you can still shoot enemies. You, so like you can like take somebody's kneecaps out <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh, like, God. <laughs> it's, uh, and other stuff like that, but it's, it's just really cool how much more. And again, that's like super intense and super scary when you're hiding under a bed or under a truck, like, oh man, they could see me. And if they see you, they like grab your legs and pull you out. And Ooh, which is that's terrible. Yeah. Which then it's like a Ooh. moment where you can't do anything. Cause you're just trying to like fight away and you can't like shoot, oh, can't gosh. hit them or anything like that. You're at their mercy basically. Um, but then even too, you kind of have, man, I'm just. If I'm ram- tell me if I'm rambling too much or if I'm keeping, I'm just like thoughts are popping in my head and I'm just going with it. But, um, one of the things also kind of in the same mode where you can go prone is say somebody shoots you or hits you or something and it knocks you to the ground. You fall on your back. You can then immediately like pull your gun and take a shot or pull or like throw something at them or something like that. You're not, you don't have to like get up and stand back up before you can battle. So it's like this really quick like recovery shot, you know, and it's just all these things make it feel so much more alive. Make it, make it feel even so fluid because like if I was in a fight, I got knocked down and I had the ability to like, like throw pocket sand or something in their face, you know, I would be Good doing old it. pocket sand. <laughs> I would be doing it. But, but, and so that's what I mean. It feels real. It's like, feels like Ellie's reactions are real. And so uh, those have been some fantastic touches. It's just little things like this have just what have been making the game so damn good to me. And it's just, the more I'm, I'm super excited to see. And it also is doing a really good well of pacing new things for you to do. Like I'm 10 hours in and just probably within the last hour of me playing, they, they showed something new, either a new enemy or a new, uh, yeah, basically like new enemies or a new skill you had to learn or a new way to get around things. It's just, that it keeps adding it in piecemeal, piecemeal, you know, little drops at a time, but it feels perfectly paced where you're like, I'm kind of getting used to how this is going now here you go. Here's something new into the pot, something new to make it fresh. And you're like, Oh, okay, well I've got to adjust to this. And that's, what's making the part that I'm at right now. So hard is they have one of the new things right there. And I'm still trying to figure out how do I make this work? And so it's just been, it's just been a great time. And because too, like I said, and there are no load screens and it, it just rolls smoothly right into from gameplay to cutscene, cutscene to gameplay. It, is so hard to stop playing too. Like I played super late the first night I got it because, you know, after I made the unboxing and all this other stuff, it was later to play it. And then I played it over the weekend. It's just like, Oh, four hours have gone by. Uh Oh, you know? And so it's just, that has happened. And that hasn't happened for me playing game in a long time. Like I'm normally like having a good time, but also noticing how long I've been playing this one. I'm like, Oh God. Like on my Apple watch, the, the alert for me to stand up every hour kept being like, you should stand. And I'm like, no, I no, can't stand. You. There's too much going on right now. I can't do this. Go so away, please. yeah, go away. Quit bothering me. I'm gaming right now that I have no time. Um, I, so please set up a treadmill in front of your TV. I should, and just, right. And get game on your treadmill. That would be excellent. <laughs> that would be awesome. Like if that, if I mean, figure that out, I don't have enough room in here to put a treadmill, but it's, you know, but that'd be awesome. Um, the, the, the one stuff I will say story wise, um, 
I mean, is there anything that you can tell me very sparsely mm-hmm. about kind of setting the scene in the beginning of the game? Like, I know that you're Ellie, yes. but who's around her? Where is she? What's the most basic premise of what's going on? Okay, so the ba- basic premise is you are Ellie, you are back in Jackson, Wyoming, which is where Joel's brother in the first game uh, lived and with his wife and was kind of like setting up a new community. It's kind of, I, I don't know if you saw when I was playing or are familiar with the part where you are around the hydro, the dam and everything yeah. in the first game. Okay, well, that's where Tommy basically was was centered. And so they were able to use that dam to then, you know, restore it and everything. So now like they have a fully functioning town with oh, wow. electricity, like, you know, st- it's 25 years now after the initial outbreak. So things are kind of starting. People are finding ways to adjust. People are finding ways to come back. So when the game starts, you're in Jackson, Wyoming, and it is just, it's a big city. You're walking around. There are a lot of people. Everybody has their roles. Everybody has their jobs. And there are restaurants. There are bars. You know, like it's kind of, it more feels like a very much like an old West town in a modern setting because it is still like, not everything's back to normal, but they're talking about like watching movies, listening to music, you know, and different stuff like that. So it's, it's, you know, these things from the, how it was before are starting to come back. So life is starting to kind of find its way back into it and everything. But so the game kind of starts, you're in Jackson, Wyoming, and you have to then go out on your first round of uh, exploration that you do, you know, the checkups to make sure there aren't infected around, maybe gather some supplies, just kind of make, keep an eye on the area, make sure everything's going good and a okay. So you go out with, uh, with Dina, who we saw in that one character in the trailers and everything you go out with her and you just kind of go off on this exploration. So you really get this big area of going out, kind of seeing what's what, but then obviously things turn bad fairly, fairly quick. And I really think without going too much into it, that is um, about all I can really say of the story, because after that point, I think it starts answering and showing things that if you don't want to know, you need to just play, you know, you just need to play the game or until you play, like it would start revealing things too much. And maybe I'm being overly sensitive, but that's how I would be about it. Yeah, well, then that's obviously good planning. It's still very <laughs> early on. Um, I did manage to catch a little bit of Kirok, uh, mm-hmm. Kirok Craft streaming it. And I missed the part where they said it was Wyoming. So that's news to me. All I thought was, it looks cold here. Too much snow. Yeah, up in the snow and everything <laughs> like that. My yeah. cup of tea. <laughs> oh, and see, that was another great way how they introduced. I will say, I can't talk about this. How they first introduced the new melee mechanic is that you're up in the mountains walking around in snow and you come across a whole bunch of just dead bodies in the snow, like partially covered by snow and all this stuff. And you're like, oh man, this is terrible. What happened here? And then as you're walking around, like an infected jumps up out of the snow and like starts grabbing at you. So that's when it's like, hey, oh. hit L1 to dodge. And you're just like, oh my God. And like jumping that's back and everything. terrible. So terrible. Oh, and then, good heavens. Yeah. So it's just, um, yeah, it's just it's just and how it shows you to do these things is not like in a handholdy way. It's just like here, here's how you do it. Figure it out, you know, play around with it. Um, I guess the really only thing that I can say about the story. Is that it's fun and I'm having an incredible time with it because it is just so far a masterpiece of a game. But I will say it is heavy. The story's heavy. Hello. The whole atmosphere of the game is heavy. Like there were I. I, I, the reasons why I would stop playing is it's kind of like, okay, I need to take a breath. You need for to digest. You need yeah. to think on it. Because this is not like, say, Call of Duty, or even I would even say Uncharted, where you, you do something cool and you're excited that you did something cool to like be able to clear out a whole group of enemies or something like that. Granted, yes, I still have had a moment where I'm like, oh man, I, I played that really well. But there hasn't been a moment where I've like cheered because of something I was able to do or, uh, you know, how I was able to dispatch of enemies. It, it is, it is, has no qualms about how graphic it is in terms of the violence, especially. So it's kind of one of those things. It's like, if this is giving you pleasure, maybe you need to look at look at, take a look at yourself a little bit because it's, um, the, like the one thing I will say again, kind of spoilers, but you've seen it in trailers before that there will be, uh, enemies who have guard dogs walking around. Well, you don't put those guard. You don't like tuck those guard dogs in for a night night. If they're bothering you, like sometimes you have to kill them. And that is, 
it's one thing like if you sometimes have to shoot one but even if you melee kill one it's not like just like it's it's a like you hit it and the dog squeals and then and like yelps and then like its handler maybe like you know fight out now because that's another thing that happens when you when you kill enemies or even like their dogs you kill someone they'll be like miles or something like that like they feel oh, pain because you killed their friend and so it's like all of this like weighs on you as the player granted it's like they're attacking me they're trying to kill me i'm doing what i have to do to defend myself and and how these enemies are set up there in no way like you know just hapless, hapless travelers that i've fallen upon and i'm taking advantage of they're bad people but still it's how it makes you feel you just every time like something like that happens you're kind of, i'm kind of like oh like i'm sorry you know but i i had to <laughs> and it's just it's so i feel like the game does that very well in handling and uh showcasing the weight that you're supposed to feel with your decisions and i and i feel like that's really good too because i feel like if they weren't able to get that tone right and you did kind of have those moments where you're running through this being like Haha, i'm having so much fun fighting these zombies and killing oh, these people gosh. it would be out of place completely oh yeah everything it does and every even these moments that i'm like these are truly incredible moments like when i talked about earlier uh about with like a horde or something like that incredible moments in the game but i'm not necessarily like I'm taking pleasure from enjoying the art shown to me, but not necessarily from the actions I'm having to take, if that makes sense. And so it's, it's very much just like the world is a, is a uh, dangerous place. And in this new world that the last of us takes place in, there are harsh realities that you just have to deal with sometimes. And it gets those harsh realities across very clearly. And so it's, but it's, uh, it's been a trip. I will say it's it's just because it is such a incredibly well done and well made experience. And yeah, I I mean, I think you should like I, I think you should play it at some point. Eventually, I'll definitely give you my copy when I finish. Um, yeah, don't worry. It won't take me as long. Question mark. Because I'll be <laughs> playing on easy mode. <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to blaze through it. <laughs> But yeah, it's just been an incredible game so far and I'm, I'm excited. I want to, I'm definitely looking forward to when I can break down the story stuff and go and talk about those moments. Cause there have been so much stuff that I, that I haven't talked about yet that I still would like to. And so, but the, so far of what I've enjoyed, if the remaining bits of this, the remaining hours I have in this game are anything like what I've already played, there's no way in hell that this game, that I'm not going to leave this game thinking that it's just absolutely a masterpiece of, of video game. So right on sounds like you're having the event of the past five years probably well i mean it's been seven since the first game came out so i mean i waited waited a while for the sequel and it's so funny now to me that before when i finished the first game i was like this game was perfect i don't see how they could possibly take the story anymore or do more with it than they already have and God, am I eating those words because it's just where they are taking it and what they're doing with it and how they're expanding the characters in the world even more. Whew, top-notch stuff, top-notch stuff. So, but yeah, that's, that's, I would say that's about all I can really say at this point with it. But if you have had any doubts at all about playing it so far, I would say absolutely give it a shot because it's worth it. So, yeah. Looking forward to the eventual spoiler full review that we'll be able to do someday. Someday. Many so, weeks from so. now. Well, it's the thing. To, I don't even know if many weeks. I'm hoping to be able to finish it quick because I, I know we've talked about it in our Discord. Like, it's so dumb, but it's just like movies and TV now that as soon as it comes out, everybody's like, here's spoilers everywhere. So please yeah, be careful, everybody. Point. If you're wanting, that's why I'm being so careful about it here. Uh, and because it's like, they're just everywhere. Like, I know. Uh, yeah, I've seen like YouTube thumbnails now, not for anything that, that I haven't seen already in the game. So it hasn't, fortunately hasn't necessarily spoiled anything for me, but it's just like, I know, well, that's what, uh, Brandon on the, in our discord was saying, he was just like, Hey, heads up. I was just, it was in my recommended videos on YouTube and I saw a spoiler. Um, I've seen, uh, articles from places, even like Kotaku who the headline of the article I've seen on Facebook and stuff like that, but the headline of the article wasn't explicitly spoilery. But if you, but you could very easily glean what they were talking about. Fortunate, you know, that's just super lame. Yeah, and and even now, like I've seen IGN posting like walkthrough articles and stuff like that of parts that I haven't seen, and I'm just like, 
and locations, Not, which granted aren't the biggest spoilers in the world, but still, still want it to be a surprise. Exactly. I mean, and if so, Ellie winds up going to Tokyo, Japan somehow, mm-hmm. like she managed to build her own fancy raft and get across the Pacific. That's in part three. You, yeah, that's in part three. You would want to discover that for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a, uh, it's so just be careful out there, pay attention to what you're looking at. And so, but, but I say that because yeah, I don't want to draw this out because if I draw it out, something's going to get spoiled for me eventually. Yeah, that's a good point. So I'm, I'm definitely trying to get through it quicker. It probably than I normally would want to, because you know, I like to enjoy these things. You know, we've talked about this. I am King of like dragging these things out for forever pay for the experience. Man. Exactly. You know, I paid good money for it. I would like to be able to <laughs> good money for this game. I would like to take be able my to time. take my time and enjoy it. But this one to some extent, and it, because I want to avoid spoilers, but then also because, yeah, I, it's just like, I don't want this. I'm, I'm so excited to see where this goes. It's, it's going to be a big time. It's going to be a good time. I do have to show it one more time because it is just so cool. Look at it. Oh my God. So audio listeners, your new child, <laughs> audio listeners go to the YouTube video so you can see this incredible statue. Where is it going? There it is. Look at that. It's so big. It's so good. Heavy, is it? How much does it weigh? Oh, it's it's pretty light. Oh, okay. Oh, that's so cool. But yeah, that is my first impressions of The Last of Us Part 2. So yeah, try it out if you want. It's an incredible experience so far, and I can't wait to finish it. Wonderful. But before... You know... Oh. I was just to say, even when the PlayStation 5 comes out, you know for sure that that game is going to be available for PS5. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So and I, even I if you have would... to wait it out for a few more months, yeah, uh, holiday, whatever, um, it'll probably still be worth it for oh, sure. For sure. And better because the PS5 is going to be so much more powerful. I'm honestly like, yeah, I'll play it again as soon as the right. PS5 comes out. You know, I, I need it's to see two copies. <laughs> I know. Exactly. It's it's going to be oh, it's it's just so good, Mogan. It's just so good. Um, but before we go, we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight, uh, which we, I will focus music from last was part two. I think I've done this one before, but I don't care because I haven't looked at the soundtrack for the full game yet, even though it is out because sometimes soundtracks can have spoilers, um, which I, I should say, I didn't really talk about it much, but the soundtrack is yet once again, composed by Gustavo Santiella. And it's been great. Uh, you know, it's it, it's it's one of those things I want to exp- listen to the soundtrack outside of the game itself. But everything I've heard in the game itself has been incredible. Um, but because of potential title spoilers, I haven't even looked at like track listing or anything yet. But the game, the sound, the game, blah, the song, <laughs> I'll get it out there eventually that I want to fo- focus on for the soundtrack spotlight is Cycles, which was released earlier uh, and even like put out on a 45 uh, for vinyl record from Mondo uh, and everything like that. So That's it's called a very nondescript title. That could be bicycles. It could be unicycles. Life cycles. It could be cycles of the moon. It could exactly. Be anything. <laughs> so just cycles composed by Gustavo Santiella from The Last of Us Part 2. Well, that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Thanks once again, everybody, for your patience as we put this one out a little bit later on in the week, but hopefully it was worth it. But come back this coming Tuesday is actually going to be our stream day. So we're going to be uh, streaming some games yet. We're still finalizing that. It might actually, we were talking about, about before we started recording that we might actually uh, stream some Magic the Gathering Arena because Mogan and I are big fans of playing the game in person, but we haven't got to do that a whole lot lately. So uh, hopefully with Arena coming now to Mac, we'll be able to play each other in some Wait, online years battles. later. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so come uh, come to that on Tuesday. That's July 30th, right? 31st? Yeah. I'm going to look just to yes, be absolutely yeah, sure. First is a Wednesday, correct. Okay. Um, yes, the 30th. Okay. Which I, I didn't know how many days are in July, June. Uh, but yes. How many so, days are in June? 30 <laughs> just okay. but so our stream day will be on tuesday june 30th and we will most likely be playing magic the gathering arena so come join us for that as well because that'll be a super fun time we've uh this is only our third month i think of doing this but on the last week of the month instead of releasing an episode we do a stream night uh and so last month we did a community mario kart night and the month before that we did we played some monster hunter world so it's always a good time come join us it'd be great to have you there but until next time everybody i'm one of your hosts Jarrett wilson joined by Rachel Mogan. 
Yes. We'll see you all next week. Stick around for the song. Mm-hmm.